Welcome back. It's episode two of Here for the Wrong Reasons. We're here to discuss uh, tonight's episode. Uh, a good episode, I thought. Solid second episode. Sometimes it takes a while to really dig into the conflict, but here we've okay. got it right out the gate. We've got a villain. Yeah, you want to dig in? Let's dig in. Let's make it happen. <laughs> Let's hit this. Yeah, I feel like they clearly set Chad up as the villain in episode one, and obviously, based on tonight's episode, that is the direction that they're going in. And I think one thing that's always interesting for me is to see... Um, how much of, because obviously every season has at least one villain, occasionally, you know, maybe two, but usually it just boils down to one person that they've picked out to kind of, um, highlight in that role. And I, you know, I do always kind of wonder, um, how much of that is editing and how much is the person really just being a horrible person? For instance, I would say last season with Olivia. Olivia like, was Cankles, right? The newscaster. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to remember. I'm not saying that she had cankles. I'm saying that's how she was identified. That was her her being. That was her essence. (laughs) But I feel like you could kind. I ultimately, especially after the. the women tell all. The women tell all. Yeah. I thought that it was clear that, like, yeah, she had kind of acted a little bit like an asshole in moments, but that really. She was, you know, a little bit of a loner and did not do well in that setting Mm -hmm. and was not necessarily, you know, the huge jerk that she came across as and that they, you know, had edited her to be. Because I think that that's a big thing that that you have to realize from season to season is how much editing goes into that. Right. Well, and you see that when you watch somebody maybe move from say, The Bachelor to The Bachelor, you know, to become Bachelor The Bachelor. Bachelor in Paradise. Bachelor in Paradise, right? You see how they can edit. I mean, I think we're all aware that, to some degree, they're creating heroes. Right, and because they are, I mean, to give an example, I remember Michelle Money, they kind of edited as just being totally psycho. And then when she came back for, it might have been Bachelor Pad, I mean, she was a little crazy, but obviously, like, people liked her. She was kind of almost like a mother figure in the house, So, I mean, a lot of it is editing. But that's all to say that I do think that Chad is a super douche. He does just seem like a monster. (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, you you can't edit someone doing pull-ups with their own suitcase attached to them. I mean, that's... You can't (laughs) edit somebody eating that much meat. (laughs) It's not... I mean, maybe it's just shot after shot over and over again. I'll say, one to me, one of the MVPs tonight was Grant. Um, Not only, well, the firefighter wins the firefighter competition. Mm, Spoiler alert. But... Um, he also had that great he takes meathead to a whole new level line about Chad mm. which I thought was a pretty good line yeah, you would think that compared to the other lines that we heard tonight I mean this is a night where someone let's see what are some of the things Daniel said I haven't pulled a hose like that since I was back in my apartment in Canada I mean was, <laughs> we're grading Grant on a curve uh, yeah. tonight here so. Yeah. so the first date is a group date Right. And the way that it is um, kind of set off is JoJo, or well, so a, a flaming limo is out front of the house, right? <laughs> a flaming limo. A limo appears. is on fire. Yes. To which Chad says, you could really feel the heat coming off that thing. Well, and I one mean, of them, right. Accurate. 
Accurate description. That's right. Yes. Fire. Yes. Fire is hot. Chad. Somebody else wonders: Is JoJo in right. there? Right. Were we? That's what I was wondering: Is were we supposed to believe, even for a moment, that jo- the Bachelorette was being burned to a crisp, <laughs> and they were showing us this on on television? She emerges horrible burn victim, and we just have to see: Will she find love even after that journey? Alas, it was not a burn victim situation. They simply forced JoJo to dress up in what I would call like a softcore porn firefighter outfit. That's correct. That is the first scene of a softcore porn. Like, oh, it looks like it's pretty hot in here. Which I feel like is, that's something that I don't like about The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Is I feel like the, the woman slash women always end up being the ones who have to be... The jackasses dressing up in ridiculous, often like incredibly sexy costumes, basically. Because if that were reversed and it was The Bachelor, like they, I don't think they would have made Ben dress up in a sexy. I mean, they. I guess you don't. They, I they mean, would have I think they would. As like a fireman. They would have made him. Do you, do you think they would have made him come out shirtless for that? Maybe. I mean, I under, I get I get your point. I think it stands, and I think I mean I'm surprised they didn't spray JoJo with the hose, right? <laughs> I mean that's how close it was. It was such a low cut white tank top that that was really the only logical conclusion. I did love one of the guys said while watching her just spray a fire said holy cow she's good, which I don't know what she would be doing that was bad in that scenario like spraying them instead of spraying the the car. I'm not sure, but. She's good, apparently. Mm. Okay. Well, say so they go on the group date, and they do a fair amount of juggling of showing us what's going on, which is a you know, common Bachelor move. Show us what's going on back at the mansion. Mm. Show us what's going on on the group date. So, um, back at the mansion, Chad has hooked his suitcase up to a weight belt and is doing pull-ups. Right, and apparently he brought the weight belt... Yes. Though I would say, I mean... And I'm assuming he also brought all the protein powder. That's right. There's a lot of protein shake talk in this one. Let's just dig it a little bit ahead of ourselves. But yeah, I assume that he brought that, which honestly, that is a bit of foresight to think, like, I'll just use my own suitcase as a weight. Well, you know, I think one of the things that if you become like a Bachelor person, although they cut the Bachelor super fan at the end of this episode... Um, one of the things that always pops up on like BuzzFeed, 10 things you don't know about The Bachelor, is that they don't have any sort of workout equipment in the mansion. Sure. So they mm-hmm. kind of literally want the people that are there to be doing as little as possible so that conflicts start to brew. Either they're oh, bonding or I they're see. hating each other. So there's no, you can't go and lift. No, you know, yeah. yeah, you can't like go for a run because you're pissed gotcha. off at everybody. You just have to like go sulk in the cabana. Clever bachelor person. Yeah. It really is like two steps away from putting a bunch of ants in a jar. Yes. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So, I mean, he kind of does his. Uh, I mean, I was impressed. He's obviously yeah. he is a strong you, guy. I saw you. Your tongue was wagging a little yeah. bit in that yeah. scene. He's yeah. a strong guy. I will say, though, to your theory, you know, despite doing all those pull ups, the conflict was raging later. Clearly, that didn't get. <laughs> those pull ups didn't get all the conflict out of him. So, on the day, they um, are having to do some firefighter drills, basically. Uh, JoJo tries to spin it as, like, an exercise in trust that she needs to know that the guy that she's with can kind of be her hero. I didn't follow that logic at all. Well, then she just kind of trails off and says, firefighters are hot. 
which I thought at least she's being honest there. Like right. just just say that you really like that fantasy and that that's why you're having them do this. Um, Wells is struggling. Wells, Wells is struggling. Poor, you know, that would have been me. I mean, honestly, Wells probably did better than I did. I'm sympathetic. Uh, 100% Wells did better than you I, would have I'm done. sympathetic. That totally would have been me. Like, I would have needed the <laughs> ventilator. I would have needed to be wheeled away. I also want to say about Wells that when they spanned the room, when they were reading the group date card... Um, he was in a beanie and neither of us recognized him. I thought he looked like a member of One Direction. I thought he was Justin Bobby <laughs> from the Hills making another reality TV appearance. So that's beanie sighting number one. I just want to, I'm just going to put that in there. Follow yeah. that along at yeah. home, folks. Wait there for go. that. Wait okay. for that. So Wells is struggling. He doesn't have all for one cheering him on this time. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and back at the mansion, Possibly one of my favorite scenes ever in the Bachelor Bachelorette franchise. The guys have gotten together for what looks to be an impromptu hootenanny where they have just written this spur of the moment song about JoJo. A ballad for JoJo. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll have to say, even though it looked like they were having fun, all those guys sitting around shirtless, I think I first have to emphasize. That living in the bachelorette house is my nightmare. Um, you would be Chad? No, I don't think... I would be Wells, but worse off, I think. But Wells um, gets along with the guys. Wells gets along with the guys, but... Why is it your nightmare? I just... I think that it's a little... I, I like broing out, but that's even a little too much broing out, I think. Well, I think... So this... What I noticed about that is that it reinforced something that I have always said, which is that I um, rarely watch The Bachelorette because I find it boring because I think that the guys do a much better job at just, as you said, at broing out. Right. Like, they don't go into it with this kind of contentious attitude. Um, Claws aren't out. No, and they just kind of become friends. And yes, there are always one or two outliers like Chad or like Nick from uh, Caitlyn's season who all the guys kind of decide that they hate. But if you look at the, the way that the guys interact with each other versus the girls, there is way more, I think, at least shown, like, fraternity and camaraderie. The guys are just kind of having fun with each mm-hmm. other, and they're not there to kind of beat each other up and go crazy. And they are there to make friends, most of them, actually, <laughs> yeah. as it turns out. Yeah, yeah, they're there to make friends yeah. and to sing songs about JoJo. It was it was a terrific scene, though. And yes. they returned to it later, because I was... It was actually a good song. It was I a was good impressed. song. Well, you got James Taylor <laughs> leading them and writing the song. Well, I was confused, though, so I initially thought... Because the song, for those of you who haven't downloaded it on iTunes yet, is about them missing JoJo while she's away on a date. Mm-hmm. So I presumed that when she returned, they would serenade her. Not mm-hmm. so. A later, when other people who have returned from the first date are in the mansion, they're they're singing the song again and practicing. And yet we never see them actually serenade JoJo, which seemed like a big lack of payoff. Is maybe all for one is going to come in later. Maybe it'll, do, yeah, maybe it'll come back. Do the whole thing. Yeah, I would like it if this song runs through the whole season. And I will say, I mean, so the boy, the guys are, I mean, I guess if you want to call it broing out to be like singing together, I'm. I don't know. Maybe I'm being unfair. 
Um, I, it did seem like they were having a marvelous time, and I do I like writing of, stupid yeah, songs like I too. Think of broing out is like, let's all attach our luggage to wait. There it is. That's true. Pull, you know, like That's they true. seem really sweet, and they're having fun. But so Chad weighs in on it. Chad is incredibly disdainful of the whole thing. And he says, um, quote, everybody is obsessed with JoJo already and we really don't know anything about her yet. Which, obviously, especially towards the end of the episode, Chad is a total dick. But he's right. Like, he is right. Well, he's the voice of reason there. That's the thing is, in this episode, Chad goes from being a massive asshole to like, Kind totally, of okay. Totally the voice of reason, like you say. I mean, still an asshole, but saying things that everyone says when they watch The Bachelor. Right, right. It's like when people were shocked that um, Nikki and Juan Pablo didn't want to say I love you or get engaged at the end of it. Like, that's okay. That's right. normal. Right. <laughs> and that's I, human behavior. You know, he also kind of, I mean, this is skipping ahead, but he redeems himself with the dead mom talk. I thought, with that one-on-one time. Well, but here's the thing. Here's my frustration there, is he went and did everything that he critiqued all the other guys for doing. Like, not being... Like, that whole thing where... Okay, so he critiqued those other guys for not being honest. And then he's waiting for JoJo, skipping way ahead. Waiting for JoJo out on the steps. And, you know, does his little, hello, JoJo, how are you thing. And then he won't fess up to the other guys about it. Like, he's getting on these other guys for being dishonest, and then he's You're calling doing Chad the same a hypocrite? Things. I am. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Chad's a hypocrite. You've just never met a beautiful girl before. It's true. I am sort of a... I think one of the terms that he used, I wrote it down here because I want to make sure that I get it right, is that all the other boys were a... And he does call them boys many times... Um, is a they are a college style military platoon frat party <laughs> type, which those are all things that go together. Well, I feel like that's what you just said about the bachelor house. But I don't associate the military platoon <laughs> part. I think he added that in because of Alex. Ah, uh, there you go. Who is the Marco Rubio of the show? By the way, he's short. <laughs> He's got Marco Rubio's speech cadence down. He might be Marco Rubio for all we know. He's got nothing better to do these days. Um. So let's see, let's see, let's so get back, back. To the fire. yeah the fire. All right, so Grant wins the date. I mean, again, not surprising since he is an actual fireman. Right. But they did. I feel like they kind of made it look like at least Luke, like Luke maybe had a chance, yeah. but he clearly didn't. Um, well, can I ask you? So Wells, he sort of engenders some sympathy points by you know basically yeah, he collapsing. He gets the rose by basically collapsing and then sort of playing this. You know, playing that role to a T, saying I always faint when I when I feel like I'm going to faint when I mm-hmm. talk to you, kind of thing. Do you think ultimately that this is a good move or not? What specifically? Specifically, sort of playing up this sympathy card. Um, I don't think playing up a sympathy card is smart. I think he's very self-effacing, which mm-hmm. I do think that that's good. I think he's showing that he has humility, that it's like not his... I think what, what turns people off on these shows very often is if you put someone into a situation that they're uncomfortable with, which they do all the time right. because they ask them what their greatest fear is and then they make a date specifically a date towards where we're going to drop spiders them. on you. Yeah, that, yeah, I mean they do. Sit in a box of snakes. Um, but I think that rightly so they think that the way that someone might react in that situation is a good indication of their character. Right. Are they going to 
bitch about it or throw a huge fit or refuse to do it? Or are they just going to kind of suck it up and do it with a smile on their face? And I think that's what Wells right. did. Right. Well, and I definitely think, you know, at the he was really working his ass off in that final competition. Well, he almost when he. I mean, the whole thing. Right. Well, no, but at the at the end when it was him and the other two guys. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And he was like going for broke. And he and... could have just as easily been like, oh, they just put me in here as a joke because they know I'm the worst. Right. Like, right. I know. I mean, I think that I, uh, <laughs> besides the beanie, which Wells is wearing again uh, when we're back at the mansion after that date. And she shows, he shows picture, her a picture. And she's like, oh, you're wearing a beanie. She doesn't recognize him. Yeah. Like us. She doesn't recognize him with the beanie on. It's like he's two different people. But, reg- and I thought he actually looked cute in the beanie. I love a good beanie. I didn't know that. Noted. <laughs> Noted. Uh, he, w- he went up in my book. I thought the all for one thing was very cheesy and just kind of strange. But I, I liked him in this episode. Yeah. And I think that she likes him. I'll say what I would have liked to see is so Grant wins. He has to climb a building and or climb through a building and bust through a wall. He does. He gets to Jojo. And then we see Luke in his frustration like plowing through a wall like back on the way down again. Yeah. Like after he loses he like bursts through the wall that he hammered halfway out. I would have liked it if Wells was still down there like still trying. <laughs> even after like still pickaxing at a wall. He probably was. He probably was. I, but it. they should have that would have been beautiful. Um other things from this date uh as I have in my de- my notes, the boner doctor has kids, which yep. we didn't realize. Mm-hmm. I put that Luke looks like the sixth T-bird from Greece. She makes out with Luke. She makes out with Grant. With Grant. I thought yeah. she had better sexual chemistry with Grant than I would have suspected. I didn't really see them. I don't know connecting, uh, but they. I thought that they seemed to have a good chemistry when she was making out with him. I thought so too. I thought I, I noted that as well. It was quite the kiss, and with Luke too. I thought that she uh, did a, had a couple of hot kisses, especially for first kisses. Much better than whatever whoever kissed her last week. That. The engineer. Did not go over well. Not surprisingly. Yeah. Uh, So then we move on to the next one-on-one with um, Derek, who I did did not remember I didn't know he existed. I have in my notes that he's a sexy Jim Halpert, which I... Oh. Does that imply that Jim Halpert is not sexy or just not sexy um, in that way? What's his face? Who plays Jim Halpert? What's his name? Um... Oh, come on. Yeah, Emily no. Blunt's married Yeah, yeah, yeah. John oh, Krajewski. Oh, who is it? Who is it? John, John Krajewski. <laughs> he is cute. I feel like they they ug him down for the office, yeah. especially in the early episodes. So I think that Derek was a sexy Jim Halpert. And they have what I thought was a really cute date idea, which mm-hmm. is kind of a choose-your-own-adventure um, you know, north or south, uh-huh. sea or sky. I yeah. thought it was cute. It was cute. So we'll never, for one, we'll never find out where they would have gone if they would have gone south. And that one guy who is holding the south, yeah, he was pissed. Oh, I noticed that too. Yeah. He was like horribly pissed that they were like, you dragged me out here for this, Harrison. Thanks. Um, we go, we do juggling again. So we're going back and forth between the date and the mansion. And at the mansion... The guys are singing the song They're again. They're singing the song again. Which I, right. like, 
I know in my head that that might be editing and that they just sang it once, but in my heart of hearts, I want to believe that they're just like, they're singing it every day. You know, I no, I think you're right that it's not editing because it's different guys. Mm-hmm. The, some of the guys who weren't they there the first them. day, yeah, they they've taught, taught them, them the their siren song, song <laughs> about JoJo. You've got to pass this song through the land. Um, but meanwhile, Dan- who's not singing? Daniel and Chad, who are... Growing out and twinning in their black tank tops. Yeah. And they are talking about protein shakes. They're talking about how, in the reality, nice guys are assholes and assholes are nice guys. That's Chad's grand get, theory of the universe. And I get what he's saying. Like, that oftentimes a guy tries to portray himself as very nice and he's the, he's an asshole. Whereas someone like Chad is at least upfront and honest. Right. You get, and I think Chad's point, I don't know if this is going to turn out to be true, is that in the end, he'll take care of the people that he actually loves. Right. Not sure like if he's, he's capable of Like, he's not just going to be nice but, to everybody, but he's very loyal and nice to the people that he actually loves. Correct. Correct. Then he makes the protein shake metaphor. Yeah, and I was unable to type all of this out because it was so convoluted, but it was something to the, to the sense of, if you took all the guys in here and put them in the protein shake and mixed them up... Half the guys wouldn't wouldn't be something. Just wouldn't wouldn't be there. It was like I, I didn't quite follow it. I, did, I all I have is even Daniel seems a little perplexed by the protein shake metaphor. Yeah. And then Daniel and Chad both proclaimed that they knew that each other that each person was cool the moment. Well, actually, no. Chad just says that about Daniel. That's he says, right. I knew you were cool the moment that I met you. Incorrect, Chad. <laughs> Incorrect. We have tape. We, have, you know, they film all of this. And last last episode, you did not think that he was cool. And he wasn't. He's he stripped down to his. He's speedo. he's still not cool. I no. I don't know why. Yeah, what he's thinking. But yeah, clearly clearly that's a a, a lie. So uh, back to the back on the one on one, they go, they get to go to San Francisco. Um, Derek reveals that he was cheated on in, in a very strange way, a really odd I way to that say it. I it was going to be like my wife, like I was married and she killed herself. Like I'm not saying that being cheated on isn't really difficult, but the way that it was set up, I thought it was going to be kind of like a Emily level tragedy right. struck me. Um, which made me feel a little bit better about Jojo blathering on about Ben because I thought, man, she's going to like say that. And then he is going to right. have actually dealt with something. His of, wife was like right. plowed by a rhinoceros or yeah, something. Something. Yeah. yeah something yeah. shaken by a gorilla. Yes. It um, got into a gorilla's enclosure. But they, they seem sweet together. I feel like there was a little unexpected spark there again. I feel like some Agreed. of the guys in this episode that I... Just hadn't even noticed in the first episode. Um, seemed to be coming a little bit more to the forefront. Yeah. Meanwhile, so Jordan was barely in this episode mm-hmm. at all. And Ali, your boy Ali. My boy Ali. I mean, she was just not even, not even in it at all. He got yeah. to go on a group date, but they didn't even show him. Right. Yeah, it's like he wasn't there. They, he did get a rose, so he's alive. But. Yeah, he did get a rose. They go on another group date to ESPN. Yes. About which, in my notes, I have meh sports. Yeah, that's that's my feeling as well. They showed two gentlemen who I'm sure are talented and funny on ESPN, but who I have no knowledge of. I was not aware of their existence. I put that I thought that Nick was cute on that date. I think he's, now that he's out of his Santa suit, he's 
kind of emerging as maybe a contender. That's true. And I think it was, I mean, I'm glad he's ditched the Santa bit early. He's not the guy in the mask. He's not still wearing the mask. Yes. If he were wearing that suit still, that would be a problem. Or would be awesome. Yeah. I mean, now he would just, he did give. total commitment. Yeah, he did not care at all. (laughs) Yes. Uh, James Taylor comes out. Sorry, he had a sings again. He had a line, something about with my homeboys just having some fun was the start of one of his Which again rhymes. shows me like you are here to bro out and have a really good time at the mansion with the other dudes. What are the odds that he thinks this is going to launch a music career? For uh, extremely high. Yeah. Anytime anyone walks into the ha- All right. Anytime anyone walks into the house with a musical instrument, obviously there is that concern. I think he seems sweet. He that seems like a nice he, guy. That note that he read as well. I know. He seems very sincere. Very sincere. I, we have not looked at any... Uh, we have not watched any trailers. We have definitely not looked at Reality Steve. So I do not know how far he makes it. I am hoping that he makes it to meet JoJo's brothers because I feel like they would tear him a new asshole. Like, Wait, I think that they would hate him. James? Yeah. Why do you say that? Because he's just too... I think they would think that he was a softy and that he's ridiculous, that he's not up to her standards. They said that about Ben. Well, what's interesting that you're saying there is specifically the two ESPN gentlemen, they ranked James number one on that criteria. If you were JoJo's brothers, would you want to hang out with him? I think JoJo's brothers are assholes. Right. Do you think that they would like Chad? Let's project forward a bit. Or is it going to be too much alpha male in the room? I don't know. That's an interesting question. I feel like that could go either way. Right. Yeah, I don't know. They're very chatty. The brothers are, from what I remember. That's true. Um, Let's see. Back, I mean, not to let the whole, this whole podcast be dominated by Chad, but, you know, he's doing something that is so, I mean, it's just a, a quintessential Bachelor trope, and I think just a guy thing, um, where the guy acts like an asshole, but the girl loves it. Yeah, right. I said to you while we were watching it, girls love assholes. So all of the other guys are kind of, you know, they're kissing her ass, they're sucking up to her, they're proposing, and yeah, it's sweet, and it's jokey, whatever. Well, but and that's what, what Chad doesn't seem to understand about this television program. Is that this is how program? the game program? Yes, program. <laughs> is that this is how the game functions. Like these are the, I mean no, I guess he he's playing understands that. He's he, he's playing of his own he game. Understands that. I don't I'm not clear on that. But um and I'm also He is not the first content there there was um what's his face on um we're gonna have to edit this out. <laughs> I'm not leaving this part in, <laughs> and I cannot remember no. the name of a contestant. There we don't. Let's hear about what's the jackass face. on Emily's season. That Georgia guy. I don't know. I'll look it up and okay. I'll put it in our notes. But there was a very southern guy who was an asshole, and he like teased her. And that's what he's doing. Like when he's calling her naggy, he's pulling her ponytail. He's snapping her bra strap. And she's loving it. Is she loving it? I'm not I think that JoJo is a little more skeptical. Ashley. That's who I was trying to think of. Ashley and that douchebag that left that she still was like. Right. See, I just, I don't think JoJo is there with this guy. I don't think it's working quite as well. 
Chad clearly is just being an ass, and JoJo says that he's mysterious. Right. Like, I don't think that she is falling for him because of that in the same way that, say, um, Ashley did. And right. Emily, I would say, was similarly kind of skeptical, but it's like, it's mysterious. You keep him around longer because you want to know, like, oh, maybe I'm the girl that he there wouldn't be is. an asshole right. to. There it is. Right. Can I be the one that changes yep. him? Yep. And it yep. works. He gets to stay. And I will say, I mean, he showed vulnerability, right? He he busts out the, I mean, really sad fact that yeah. his mom died six months yeah. ago, which I would say, you know, would go a long way in explaining potentially his behavior on the show. But what you don't know is that he killed his mom. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to come out later in a roid rage induced. In a protein fever. shake yeah. overdose. <laughs> Well, and that's what's so annoying. I mean, you know, but obviously. But again, I mean, so I'm torn here because clearly this guy is, like, he's acting like a douche on right. the show. But he's saying things that you and I say sure. all the time Absolutely. when we watch it. When he says, y'all don't know her yet. You can't be in love with her. Right. And if you are, that's weird. I say that all the time. Yes. I think that he, again, he's the voice of reason here. He's just also an asshole. Well, and and first of all, so one of the guys referred to him as the highest level of D-bag later on, which, um, you know, was sort of to your point. But I'll also say, again, it's frustrating because then he's like, oh, I'm starting to get butterflies for you. Like, he is right. I and mean, he had a great line where he was like, what, so the next pretty girl that comes along, like, you guys are just going to fall for her instead? Yeah. Like, honestly... It is like none of these people know JoJo, right? They they like the way she looks that. in that tank like top. He right? said that after he talked to her and he confided in her, and they put they put a wish in the wishing well. Like uh, that, you're falling for it no, too. I'm, oh, he! I could be the one that changes him. Chad, call me. I'm gonna throw a penny in the wishing well. Um, I just think that. He at least, like, went on a date with, or, like, had one-on-one time with her before he was willing to say that he had feelings for her. Before writing a song. Yeah. Sure. I mean, those points, to those points, those are fine. You know, if he just did that and ate a bunch of meat, I think he might be my favorite contestant. But obviously he's, you know, also an enormous dick. So James places first and gets a lot of one-on-one time. Uh, during which he reads a note to Jojo. I looked up during this episode at this point and asked you, is this a poem? And you said, no, I think it's just a note. uh, And in the note, he admits to liking, let's see, among other things, because there's a whole list, uh, my family, food, strangers, hardcore man stuff. (laughs) Why he likes strangers? And JoJo's crying. Yeah. JoJo yeah. Oh, is yeah. crying. We, we were old people, so we watched with the subtitles on. And uh, Sniffles came up as a subtitle at one point. I mean, she loves happening. it. Yeah. She loves it. Yeah. I want to know what hardcore man stuff Yeah, no, is. that's in my notes as well. Because I feel like that would be lifting your suitcase with a weight belt. Exactly. Which does but he doesn't James like does Jen. not seem to be capable of. <laughs> he also has some tattoos that are unexplored on his arm. I thought he was sympathetic as a character. Yeah, he's great. It's, it's, I mean, the writers did a nice job writing him in a sympathetic because way. Because I like when he said, and you, I mean, I heard you just kind of guffaw at this, but when he said um, that a smile is the only. Wait, I did. I'm it? laughing again right now. I wrote what it in it? my I notes. A smile 
is the only thing that you see on the outside that comes from the inside. I don't even... I feel like... What about a boner? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, not many people get to see that. You're right. It's true. Yeah, fair enough. And Evan, the boner doctor, would concur. In fact, that's his slogan at his business. But that being said, he followed that up and said, you know, I know I don't have the abs that some of these guys have. Like, I think, I mean, again, taking a note from the Wells page, I think he's, he is admirably, um, like, self-effacing for this show. Agreed. And and he is, you need that type. You know, someone who's going to read a note, someone who you want to take home to mom. So... Someone who you may or may not want to take home to your brothers, depending on who those brothers are. Yeah. All right, so... I'll mention, so at that date as well, the rose is laid down and the gentlemen say, what's up with that rose, bros? (laughs) Which made me wonder, has anyone ever said bros before rose on this show before? No. No. Okay. It might happen someday. You should hashtag that. You should copyright that. Bro, I'm going to trademark that. Anytime anybody uses that, I'm going to get some money. Um, You hear that, Harrison? Somebody else says, I just thought this was funny, that if Chad got the rose, that he would, quote, rethink my whole life. To which I argue, like, you're taking it a little too seriously. Well, and that comes up later, and this is something that we really need to address in that there's there's another Bachelor trope in that if X horrible person also gets a rose, it somehow invalidates. That says why my about rose. me? Yes, yeah, so that's yeah. right. Which I get because, especially when it gets down to say four or five people, because that's usually what it is. Is um, it usually doesn't happen this early in the show? But if you, I mean, if you are in a situation where you're dating. You know, you're dating someone that is also dating three other people. As you often are. <laughs> if you are a sister wife. Right. Um, if you looked at someone and thought, so, all right, I mean, not to bring up personal baggage, but I feel like it's the Scarlett Johansson thing. Right? So we have this thing. Where... <laughs> now we're going to go into this whole thing. Yeah. yeah, where we have each said who our number one celebrity uh, what crushes and mine I would say are very compatible with who Ryan is I tend to choose guys that maybe think they're funnier than they are right. kind of goofy looking yeah physically like brunette right yeah. I, well and I don't go for blondes right and Ryan chooses Scarlett Johansson who I would argue is like the opposite physically of me and so I have said, I mean, I think that that's what people mean when they say that in the on The Bachelor is like, if that if you could see yourself with this person, if this person is your ideal, how could I also be your ideal? Well, but I think to your point, like if there's when you get down to like the top three, I do think that's a valid thing. But and like that's usually are, when it comes. But it up. was coming up tonight multiple well, times. I mean, and I think that that's is just like, well, she's choosing fifteen people. Like if you yeah. are. <laughs> You know, you may want to rethink your life in general. The fact that you're competing (laughs) with 15 other people for a woman might already be cause to rethink what you're doing with your life. Um, Chase, who did not get a date this week, brings winter, which I thought was cute. It was cute. How did that happen? 
I, I mean, if you're not allowed to bring weights, I did he bring no, snow-making equipment? More and more, it seems like certain contestants get help from the producers. So I think he mm-hmm. probably maybe approached a producer and said, I really want to do something special for JoJo mm-hmm. this week. But there are a lot of rule breakers. You know, we said, um, like, last season, Kayla just goes to Ben's uh, what cottage or what villa, wherever he's staying, like that's that's not allowed. Right. Um, Chad is waiting for JoJo right. before the outside. Rose, yeah, before he the cocktail. He claimed to be just having get, getting some fresh air. Which I mean, it is an asshole move. It also really gets under the guy's skin, well, which is clearly what he's trying right. to do. Because he walks in, she is on right. his arm, and the guys just fucking flip out. Like, they lose their shit. Well, and that's, when the guys, so later there's a scene where a bunch of the guys go and, and sort of confront him. And I will say, he describes it as some butthurt dudes. <laughs> which is true. Him, which is true, it's and they true. really do a poor job. I will say that Alex does handle it better later. Because his move is, you because Chad keeps interrupting, and, and Alex's move is you keep you're creeping her out. You need to give her some distance, as opposed it, to. I mean, I thought that was kind of stupid. It was a well, and like no, just say what you're really angry about. No, I disagree because you notice what happened though was that Chad totally blew those other guys off, but Alex made him mad, and that's why it's different. Alex, I mean, it maybe wasn't effective, but it was more effective than those other guys. And he, the other thing that I liked was that he didn't let Chad intimidate him when Chad got in his face. No, he didn't. I mean, I feel like Alex, despite being short, which I noticed, and Chad continually brings up. He's Lil Marco. The the parallels just keep running and running. But he didn't shy down. No, well, he's a Marine. I mean, honestly, I think my guess is that Chad may not have actually been in a bunch of fights in his life. <laughs> That's my guess. Or that he doesn't may not actually know how to Although take it got, someone's I teeth mean, out. Although it got heated. At it one did. point, yes. I have written down the dialogue, which is, fuck you for real. Hey, cool bro. <laughs> the level of communication right. going on between the right. guys at this point. I'll tell you something else that's going on at this rose ceremony slash cocktail party is... A lot of meat shaming. A lot of meat shaming, mm-hmm. big time. Well, I was going to say, I don't think they've ever shown the food that is served. That looks good. Today. I know. It. Hey, I would have come for the food. Someone claimed that Chad was there for the food. I would come for the food. Yeah. Look at wings, a bunch of cold cuts. I know. Yeah. And what I think was a first, which was Chad actually eating meat at the rose ceremony. No, that was that probably was a first. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I've yeah, ever seen correct. that before. You're correct. Uh, and when we get to the rose ceremony, of course, Chad gets a rose. I of mean, course, it's last, too. Of course, Evan he's the says last. that, uh, which, I, I, as you know, I think Evan kind of endeared himself to me a little more in this episode. But that he, he said, I wish she'd told him to get the freak out. Evan is the George he can't McFly. Curse on TV because yeah. his mom told him oh, not to. He's the George <laughs> McFly of this season, which is endearing to me. So, Lorraine, my density has brought me to you. To which Chad says that he feels like he is in a show with a parade of losers. <laughs> his insults are not very good. I mean, that's the thing is. 
I think mo- the guys really are making a mistake in that they really should just essentially ignore him. Right. I know that's hard to do, yeah. but, you know, if you just sort of treated him like he were a jerk. Yeah, I think they're kind of adding fuel to the fire, right. obviously. And, you know, we watched the previews for next week and things seem to escalate even further. Right, right. And it obviously, sitting at home, it's easy to say that uh, you should just ignore this guy. But Thoughts overall on this episode? I mean, I feel like... You know, for it being about JoJo, we saw very little of her, I would argue. I don't think that her personality is coming through yet. That's right. I agree. Um, I will say one thing I really liked about JoJo, which you you always want to see, is when Chad tries to steal JoJo away and she just says, like, no. She give says, me "Give minute. me a minute," yeah. which none, like no one ever says. And you always want to see that. I know. Um, so that we have even was great. asked before, like, are they allowed to say no? Are they just? Is it in the rules that they have to go? So yeah, I agree with you. I noted mm-hmm. that as well. I liked yeah. seeing that she just said, "Hang on." Yeah. No, I thought well played, Jojo. Well and played. like that was the third time he had stolen right. her away. It did get compared to a horror movie when he was lurking there, which I thought Alex was maybe coming on a little strong. This is a horror movie. Your mother sucks cocks in hell, Paris. Right. <laughs> it's as bad as a killer lurking in the bushes. Uh, yeah, I think that's that's a good episode. Yeah. 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 So we'll we'll tune in next week. It's a double. Double night? Yes. Next, next week, week looks... There's blood. There is blood. Yes. There time. will be blood. I drink <laughs> Someone is going to drink someone's milkshake, for I sure. I drink it up. That's, that's my call. Chad's going to come out as an oil man. <laughs> He's going to beat <laughs> someone with a bowling luxury pin. real estate agent from Tulsa. People are loving theirs. There these, there will be... These, there will be blood references. Okay. That's I got it out. I think that's it. Okay, that's our show. <laughs> this podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.